Hi, and welcome to Icon Underground Radio for the week of March the 9th. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. So, this week, now, it, it sounds like there may still be some printing delays. Uh, so not everyone's shop may necessarily have it, but it should absolutely be availably, avail, available digitally in all markets. This week, we finally get the much-awaited More Than Meets the Eye number 50. Yay. Hooray! Uh... Yeah, the preview pages are already out. Alex Milne has been tweeting bits of his inks of the pages. Emotion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, so we'll be discussing that, and uh, there's also a new episode of Robots in Disguise this weekend that we can touch on briefly. But first, the news. Uh, <laughs> what little there is. What what news there is, man. I, I had failed to really grasp that post Toy Fair news tended to be so dry, uh, but uh, there has uh, there's been announced by Takara uh, Takara Tomi. A redeco of the Masterpiece Ultra Magnus toy as the old powered convoy Diaclone Magnus toy. Uh, Only they're calling it Delta Magnus. Delta which Magnus. Is which is, I think, something from something of James Roberts. Maybe? Some people on Twitter were congratulating him on naming the toy. <laughs> mm. oh, it's maybe the difference it was between Magnuses. Yeah. yeah. So it's all blue and red in different places and different degrees. Hmm. Very exciting for people who like Diaclone pre-Transformers Ultra Magnus. Other news, BotCon has... BotCon keeps announcing, like, they're really trying to go out with a bang here, I think. Because, uh, of course, there there are a lot of rumors that this is going to be the last one. Uh, yeah, for... They haven't announced they're going out yet, but it's clear they're going out. Man, so so Judd Nelson, uh, the voice of Hot Rod in Transformers the movie, uh, not uh, not in the series after that. That was Dan Gilson. Uh, didn't he voice Hot Rod in animated? Yeah, you know I think he did. The the brief moment that yeah. Rodimus Major was was on screen there for like five minutes, but still. yes, got like two or three lines. Man, animated was really on top of its game for voice casting. It was. Like, admittedly, it was it was real easy for them to get Corey Burton to do Shockwave because he was already Megatron. But but yeah, and and Spike when there was a brief cameo from future Spike uh, because again Corey Burton already on the show. But but man, yeah, they were they were on top of casting. Uh, so yes, Judd Nelson, who has occasionally been Hot Rod. Oh, man, you know I'm I'm gonna be sad if I do have to miss that one. Yeah, kinda. Uh, the other BotCon news is that for once they're actually going to probably pay some professionals to produce their comic. Uh, <laughs> they are going to have the comic done by uh, people with IDW. Huh. It sounds like, I mean, it's still, you know, the the rise of the Predicus thing, so it's still based on their own, you know. I I think they tweeted something that it's actually supposed to be tied to the IDW Beast Wars comics, which is... Yeah. Isn't that the, the gathering and the other stuff that does not make sense? Yeah. Uh, the, the joke I, I saw about that was that also it'll have a backup story about Energon. So... <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> while we're talking about least favorite fictional stories, oh, Energon is just so much wasted potential. Yeah, I felt that way about Armada too. Also, I'm really proud that the uh, botcom publishers are going to pay somebody to professionally do their comic because it sounds like a major change from not paying somebody professionally to do their comic. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I admit that back in the 3H days, we we were volunteers, those of us who worked for him, but we also, like, had our hotel room paid for and... Oh, comp stuff. Yeah, and we got a set of toys, you know, we got free toys. Honestly, some of the smaller ones, we would just be like, here, just just take a handful. Uh, I've I've still got a few uh, tap outs and rooks <laughs> and glyphs just like in storage boxes. Uh, I, I, I kind of want a rook. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I remember like one one time we just like we were boxing the Mega Zerix, and just at the end it was like, well, pick one out, and mm. and then we didn't want to to take them out of the box because <laughs> we had just put them all in the boxes. <laughs> so. But yeah, from from what I've heard, Fun Pub wasn't even doing that much for their for their people, uh, and those were people who were actually producing content for them. Versus, you know, we you know we there was that one issue of the fan club magazine, so we did produce a little content, but for the most part, our our role was just you know labor and you know talking and ideas and and all that sort of stuff. But the point is, it's nice that they're actually paying someone to to produce the comic this year. Yeah. Yeah. And on top of that, they had actually had an ad for BotCon in this week's issue of Transformers More Than Meets the Eye. Yeah, I noticed that. That, that hasn't happened before, has I it? I noticed that through the tears. <laughs> uh, I, I want to say it might have. I want to say that's not totally new. I mean, that's something that's sort of up to Hasbro to just, I would assume that Hasbro pays for ad space if they're going to have something like that. Uh, but it may just be part of their agreement or something. But but I, I, I'm i not certain. I would have to, to go back and look at... Go back to the old issues. Yeah, or look at the wiki pages for old issues where it says what was advertised in the back. At least I don't remember it being a whole page. Yeah, uh, that can be a uh, that can be a midweek Twitter correction. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, there there was an ad for Botcon after after all the crying was done. Oh man. Okay, so that's pretty much the news. Yeah, there's other toy sightings, toy things, crazy rumors of toys. Nothing super exciting. Uh, new. Oh, there nothing. is a rumor of us getting a tidal wave. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, tidal wave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Title Wave was my favorite character from Armata. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. There there was a potentially leaked take with a grain of salt. Do we know what the source on that was? Or claim? No, oh. we don't. No. Not really. I don't know. I, I only saw it show up on the forums from who knows where. Yeah. There was there was a listing for Title Wave, <laughs> uh, and which... I have to assume that that was a typo on the part of the the person recording all this stuff. But there was also a listing for Nautica. Yay, yeah, that's Nautica. the most important one. Uh, there really should be a Nautica. There should. She's so good. One? 
want to hug. Even if you have to remold her out of something else, we don't care. We just want to know. I need her to hang out with my skids. I I <laughs> kind of want Nautica to be like a mini con pack in with tidal wave. Aww. But I don't want Nautica to be that small. Yeah, no. I want a more substantial Nautica with that. I need a Nautica scale to my skids so they can hang around being smarter than everyone else. But yeah, no, in a good way so. and not an obnoxious way like Brainstorm would be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's, but you know, that's, that's what it is. Who knows if any of that is even a real thing or something somebody's, cause I mean, these, these new sites are very fond of just being told things. They're probably not as bad as they yeah. used to be. Yeah, they're not as bad as the old he tell me weird rumors that would pop up yes uh back in the orson days no yeah there's not much of a chance of us seeing starscream's dick randomly show up on <laughs> yeah but uh, rumors have been like or at least the recent ones that i've noticed have been more true to what actually happens but half of this supposed list sounds like a pipe dream of like everything you would want yeah like a new rodimus getaway trigger happy and weird wolf headmasters that almost seems like something that's an, that's a, a low-hanging fruit there. That sounds like an yeah, easy guess. None of that sounds unrealistic yeah. to me. Well, no, it, it doesn't sound unrealistic. It, it's just it, it's filling all the holes you kind of want to. Well, short of giving me a misfire, too. Yeah. I want a misfire that uh, has better hips. You need a misfire. need more misfire. Well, the, the misfire did have a lot of articulation for the time. Yeah. You just didn't have ball joints. Talk of Decepticon clones, which, oh man, the siblings. I love the siblings. <laughs> I liked the Autobot clones a lot. They had good characters. Uh, for, the, for the two lines they got on the cartoon. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much the news. Uh, so shall yeah. we go over robots in disguise briefly while we can we can still talk through our emotions? Yeah, sure. Say, say the big one for that. Yeah. So new episode of Robots in Disguise. Uh, I was, rather than just going over a play-by-play, uh, we'll just discuss it real quick. Uh, I was personally really hoping that they were really playing up the Insecticon thing that they seem to be going for. Yeah, that would be nice. But they, you know, they, they had some, they had those underbite-looking dudes who, sadly not insects, and then Steeljaw was all like, hey, I'm sexy, I'm gonna <laughs> hang out with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got generics. That, yes. Well, well recolors of dudes we've had before, thus being generics. Yeah, there was a brightly colored arachnid-looking lady. Uh, but yeah, basically the, the episode was just... <laughs> I can't believe my Autobots are this useless. Uh, yeah, and oh, the humans are still annoying, and the humans who are not main characters are dumber than rocks, yeah. and believe... Uh, a small child with a mustache. <sighs> My main takeaway I, from this entire episode is just Strongarm and Grimlock are not quite as good together as Strongarm and Sideswipe. We're not good together. Yeah. No. Yeah, they're they're even worse. Well, My, my main takeaway is, oh, this is bad. Ooh, but the Decepticons, there's potential. The overarching plot will be good. I hope. I hope. I'm optimistic about Grasshopper Bot. Yeah. I'm Yeah, uh wait, was that kickback? I think so. I mean if anybody's gonna be kickback that it should be him. Yeah, yeah he he's like a sniveling little 
step above Waspinator, but not by much. It's a great design. He's not that stupid, but he's super cool no. looking. Yeah. Yeah, it, and and I was really hoping, you know, when Steeljaw was like, oh, we've got this this different, or when Steeljaw went to Kickback, and I'm assuming he's going to be called Kickback because if anyone is, it's going to be him. Yeah. And and was like, if you know, you you should come join my group, and he was like, nah, I found this other group, and then when the the main Decepticon of the episode, whose name is suddenly escaping me because I'm bad at names. Um, shoot. <laughs> Sharp something? I looked this up before, and I still don't remember it. He, Saberhorn. Yes, yeah, Saberhorn. 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 It was, you know, noun-noun. Like, like every other Transformer, he's noun-noun. Uh, yeah, Saberhorn. When he showed up, I bought all these pens. You would think I would write things down. Uh, yeah, and, and once he showed up... My brain just called him as Beetle Guy. Yeah, <laughs> Beetlejuice. Uh I was really hoping that, that they were going for an Insecticon thing, and they may still be to some extent. Uh, but yeah, uh, Saberhorn was pretty amazing. He was very cool. They, they kind of are, because, um, oh, what you call it? Um, Scorponok is a spider. Kickback <laughs> is, well, basically a grasshopper. How can Scorponok be a spider? <laughs> Scorponok. Oh, let me start that again. Scorponok is a scorpion. <laughs> Everything I know is There wrong. you go. Sharp, what's this, is a uh, Hercules beetle. Yeah, he's going to give me a call. Then there's Kickback as a grasshopper, and the, um, oh, what was her name? Glowstrike had, like, bug eyes on her head. Yeah, I mean, she's probably, it's like, a, helmet. a lightning bug. Yeah. She's probably a lightning bug. She looked pretty great, though. And then there was non, not Arachnid. There was knockoff Arachnid. Yeah, she just didn't have the, the legs. Chopper blades. Though, uh, Saberhorn, in, unless I was misjudging his his alt mode, he looks like he is one of the few who has a humanoid but animal themed robot mode and a an insect alt mode. Oh yeah, oh yeah, his alt mode. Well, that's like um, Chop Shop. Yeah. Of course, he, well, he has five alt modes that become one dude. I mean, they're, they seem to be rare in this series, but they're not unheard of, but he does seem to be in in that class. But yes, he shows up, he's very he's, I love I love that he's got like a, a full-length saber and then the short saber, and he's all a fencer, and he's all very proper and about... Oh, he's a noble fencer. It, it's not the character I was expecting from seeing like a short clip of him in the, the teaser trailer of Decepticons a while ago. Mm-hmm. He's way more fun. He's, he's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. He's the Errol Flinniest. Yes. And, uh, yeah, he was stealing some, you know, exposition juice and <laughs> and <laughs> taking it to a place where the humans were needed to do ridiculous things. And Strongarm and Grimlock couldn't get along because Strongarm can't fight alongside anyone with whom she does not have unresolved sexual tension. <laughs> and then uh then Bumblebee was very disappointed, but not as disappointed as I really think he should have been because they were terrible and they ruined everything. Uh but yes, at the end Steeljaw, who continues to be made of sex, uh followed Kickback <laughs> back to I I I am curious whether this was an intentional homage because when the Insecticons in 
the G1 cartoon first show up. They're in this crashed spaceship in a swamp. Yeah, it, it is really similar. And these guys have a crashed spaceship in a swamp. Uh, apparently, Saberhorn had been had been a pirate, which is not surprising because <laughs> he's all swashy and buckly. And he was listed as having been put on the Alchemore, but he wasn't actually in the Alchemore's logs. So there's something interesting yeah. going on there. Yeah, that seemed weird. That's also, he interest- was going after uh, stuff to make spaceships with. Yes, or possibly to repair spaceships with. Yeah. But yeah, that was that's very long game detail. Yeah, so e- either this is another spaceship, or it's like the back half of the Alchemore or something? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, it could be another spaceship. Uh, that could be whether they're, they're crashed or whether they intentionally came here and just, you know, it's like Luke landing the, the X-Wing on Dagobah and it just sinks into the mud. And it's like, oops. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to be here for a while. So we, yeah. hopefully, presumably we will find out. Uh, but this is a very interesting new batch of Decepticons. There's a lady who is one of their leaders. She seems nifty. Yeah. And Steeljaw has come to offer his services as, I don't know, him. Sex <laughs> on wheels? Yes. <laughs> well, he, he does have wheels. So, to be fair, he does have a vehicular alt mode. Uh, so, yeah, there there are some interesting implications there for future episodes and some pretty neat new Decepticons. Hopefully they'll get toys other than just Scorpion. I know. That's that's the most frustrating thing about this show is that you've got all these amazing Decepticon designs. So many good designs, so few toys. Hopefully it'll be more because last season was mostly about one-off throwaway guys who did kind of make sense they're not getting more toys, Mm -hmm. but, but... this we have two new leaders, and, and Sharphorn is well was a pirate leader, but now he's a subordinate to these two. Mm-hmm. I want those three as toys. Come on, uh, I, I want well, Filch. I want my crow. I want my crow yeah, lady, yeah. my pretty purple crow lady. She she's locked in a stasis tube thingy. What whatever the hell. Uh, they gotta let her out and then give her a toy. Yeah. All they all they have is the little blind bag rubber figurine that doesn't actually look like they told the designer that it was a female. Oh. Oh. But I'm I have so annoyed by the blind packed uh, mini guys. Yeah, I would they do. Totally speak. buy more of them if A I knew which one I was buying and B they were <laughs> available anywhere I regularly shop. Hey, I I stood there in the middle of the aisle in Target and like <laughs> peeked through a tiny hole in the printing in the bag (laughs) to see, to figure out which ones were the ones I was looking for. Because I'm a huge nerd and I have no shame. At least I can always tell myself, at least I'm not a Hot Wheels collector. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that was Robots in Disguise. So, uh... So feelings, guys. Feelings. Oh, feelings. Fuck, get away. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, yeah. Fuck you, Fuck you oh, get away. That was, that was such a good, bad turn. Uh, to think I used to ship him with skids. 
Well, although it's not so much just fuck Getaway, it's, oh my god, fuck you, Blaster, and everybody else. I know! Yeah. I know. It's like, with Getaway, you expect that shit, but it's like, <laughs> are we gonna actually go through this, this point by point, or are we just gonna go? Uh, I, I mean, I have a point by point written up. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's do the base. Let's gush as we get to the, the various points. All right. So, uh, and, and interestingly, when the iTunes preview went up, they cut out the first three pages. They put up pages four, five, and oh. six. And there was some talk about that. Presumably it was at IDW's request. So that makes sense now that we've seen yeah. it. Uh, so the first three pages are just pure pain, sadness, and hurting. Uh, it's basically they it shows Optimus and Jetfire on Earth. Uh, it shows Starscream on Cybertron, uh, Fort Max and Red Alert back on Luna One, uh, Windblade on Cybertron, and most amusingly, the Scavengers aboard uh. aboard the weak Anthropic Principle. <laughs> All our favorite goofballs. Yes. And they they are watching a broadcast SOS notification message thing from somewhere uh, that shows a handful of our favorite characters from The Lost Light beaten up and basically discussing how they would like to be married. It is the last yeah. will and testament of every character you care about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, Nautica's got, like, half her face torn up, and Chrome Dome's talking about how they want an intermutual funeral with, with him and Rewind, and okay. Nightbeat's being crazy because Nightbeat's crazy, and Magnus wants to be buried in his armor. This is adorable. Nightbeat no isn't funeral. being crazy, he's being toyetic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he says, burn my body, but just keep the head. Oh my god, I, that hadn't even occurred to me. Hadn't <laughs> <laughs> even occurred to me, it's because he's a headmaster, so he's preserve the head, burn the rest. Damn it, Nightbeat, why? Oh, no, not a headmaster, a titan master. <laughs> oh man, oh man, oh man. For once they're planning ahead. Oh man, if that does happen, I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Well, they're always kind of planning ahead as far as they can with the toys. Yeah, well, not so much when it meets the eye, though. As far as yeah, they can, it's more but... often just like the art to a degree. But, but this time yeah, they're very much happen. planning ahead. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, I need to go plunge my head down a toilet and so... apology for that. <laughs> So they, they're saying in six hours and 14 minutes, as Nightbeat says, they will be dead. Red Alert points out what he believes to be a familiar, a shadow of a familiar gun pointing to Nightbeat's head. Uh, though we don't see that shadow ourselves, I don't think. Yeah. Well, the, the important point is that is Optimus Prime's like, oh my god, we have to go get them. And then a Jetfire is all, no, nah, we kind of, yeah, but they said three hours. Can we get there in time? Yeah, it was it was sent three weeks ago. Yeah. Also, apparently, Jetfire did try to hail the Lost Lights, and they they did not respond. Yeah. So even three weeks out, we know that something is still going on. Uh, but yes, the message was sent three weeks ago. Uh, so then we go to the planet Miliarium three weeks ago. 
where there's <laughs> they're fighting the the crew of the Lost Light is fighting a a group of these great like Viking robot giant monster things called Rust Giants. Yeah, they've got like you know spikes everywhere and they've got like these big ugly jagged rune sword looking things and also <laughs> they refer to them having a long ship which <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is my favorite so, rusty space viking yes uh so megatron is back on the lost light uh he's serving tactical you know saying hey you know on on your six and <laughs> on your left and I've I've noticed I don't know if this was something that was actually declared at some point and I just forgot, but Thunderclash is pretty much part of the crew now. Yeah, that uh, does yeah. seem to have come out of left field, but I like it. Yeah. See, well, I mean, basically, it just seems like last time he met up with them, he decided to stay. Uh, yeah. Once he once he recovered from what was going on with them, uh, he decided to stay with the Lost Light and continue his quest with them. Uh, so well, yeah. Wait. Is he in the rest of it? I thought he was only in this part. No, he's he's in uh, at least one other part. Oh, he's not in... Oh, oh, man. Oh, man, what if he's going to be... Okay, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, what yeah, if he's going to be the new captain? But well, yeah. that would be sad. I don't think so, because he's, he's such a horrifyingly noble character. He would seem like the first one to, to say, oh, we must forgive... Yeah, that's why I think I don't. He'd be too good of a captain Rusty. to be actually installed as the captain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so also, but, we get but, an amazing shot of Tailgate Falcon punching one of the Rust Giants. <laughs> yes. So they're they're having a big fight. They're all being super awesome, and then this giant Rust Giant shows up, and Tailgate just runs in. <laughs> he 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 screams, "Power punch!" It's in the middle of the head. Which just makes it fall to pieces. And I, I do want to take a moment because there's, you know, people have been, I've noticed people here and there like whining about how like Tailgate is now some huge Mary Sue because he's got these powers and that's stupid and terrible. I think if like just about any other character had gotten those kind of powers, then yeah, I could see that. But if anyone on the crew is going to get superpowers and have it totally work, it's Tailgate. Because he is just the least assuming. He's, yeah, he, he's so small and adorable, and, and everybody's like, no, don't hurt our little baby. Okay, we'll give our little baby superpowers. Yeah, it's the whoopee getting superpowers. Yes. yes. <laughs> he's this adorable, precious child. It's not like it's Rodimus getting these powers or something. It's- oh, God, that would be... Well, none of them would be Mary Sue's, because I don't think James Roberts thinks of himself as a little robot person. (laughs) Rodimus getting superpowers would be insufferable, and I kind of want to see that now. It'd be amusing for, like, two issues. Oh, yeah, he needs to have his power stripped from him by issue three, but it would be two very entertaining issues. So they they won the fight. Uh, The locals, who who seem to be roughly human-sized, they are all very happy. Uh, but Megatron is kind of disappointed because Rodimus didn't mention that they were saving organics. So yes, why would we bother stopping to save squishies? But then Megatron is excited because Rodimus says, yeah, "Go ahead, say it, say it." So Megatron gets to say, "Transform and roll out." Say Autobots, Auto- roll out. Yep. <laughs> See, he's got this great little, very subtle smirk. It's, 
it's pretty great. Yeah. But yeah. I, I do like that, that Megatron, you know, while he's turning over a new leaf and he's being a pacifist and all this, he does still have his ideals, uh, certain ideals at least, that, that while he's not going to go around crushing organics beneath his giant metal heel, he does think that they should really be focusing on, on helping fellow mechanical cultures. Yeah. Uh, so they get back to the Lost Light, and this is the other place where Thunderclass shows up. Uh, yeah, I think this is the last spot where he does. I don't I assume he leaves for his own ship after this point. That could be. Uh, basically, Megatron is holding sort of a seminar on their quest. He's holding class. Yes. He's teaching a class. Yeah. It, Professor it is, Megatron. He he does. He, he gave an assignment, and uh, Riptide is there. And he was all excited because he put in a lot of work, but he didn't pass. Megatron says, no, but I'll talk to you afterwards to explain why. <laughs> Which well, I, I think the re- he, that he doesn't pass is why he's where he is later. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but yes, I like Nautica. Solid work. Not your best, but you can't expect top marks if you spend all your time tinkering with the rod pod. Uh, which which will come up again later in a, in a really good line. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff here, which I think probably if you want a good summary of the the actual world building stuff here, the wiki is going to be a better job uh, than than I can just talking about it. Uh, but basically, they share notes on uh, what they know about the Knights of Cybertron, Megatron talks about the symbol, which is the symbol that Skid saw when he went through the portal on Luna 1. Uh, Thunderclash has seen it in his visions. Uh, Perceptor talks about them possibly being it being like a coat of arms for a particular group of the knights. Uh, <laughs> I like Night Beast saying, I'm not usually a fan of group discussion or brainstorming or waiting for other people to stop speaking, but that was actually pretty impressive. Yeah, and then bizarrely Megatron punches someone. Yeah, so uh, I'll I'll just say Minimus because he's out of his armor here. Uh, Minimus says it's not just about working together; it's about focus, it's about discipline, and that's down to you, Megatron. And Megatron flips the hell out. Uh, He starts shaking, and then he just punches Minimus. Yeah, after he grabs his own head, so hard he leaves dents from his fingers yeah. in his bucket. So that not happen afterwards. Yeah. No, it, it it happens before he punches, right before. Let me. His yeah, head doesn't first look dented into... after he yeah. doesn't punch. So. His head is not dented before that, but definitely uh, when Minimus is asking him if he's all right, uh, it's dented at that point. So that appears to be when he grabbed his head so hard. Uh, And then he's standing over him and he's holding his gun arm up. Uh, So he does not have the gun anymore, but that was, you know, that's that's the pose that he sort of instinctively takes. And and then he immediately apologizes and dismisses the class because something bad just happened, which... Yeah, something bad just happened. Yeah. Which is apparently happening to a lot of the crew. Yeah. some of the crew are favorites of. The so crew. he he goes to visit Velocity. Oh, actually, she's visiting him in his quarters, uh, and she is, of course. <laughs> I feel so like she's so. I like her as a character, but I really feel like a group like the Lost Light really needs a a senior medical medical professional. 
because they get up. Yeah, you kind of need a, a ratchet. She, she's too nice in a way. She's to too new. Women. She just yeah. doesn't. It's, yeah. it's like there are too much main characters to have a a recent med school graduate. Wait, is she recent or I thought she was? Yeah, she, she had just passed her exams. Her ringtone yeah, being I'm a doctor, not a performance artist doesn't work. Because it needs to not be a ringtone, it needs to be an exasperated claim from years and years of practicing medicine. (laughs) But see, she was a performance artist on Caminus, because that group they were with was all about the performance artists. Swerve gave it to her anyway, so it's it's his job. Uh, I I also noted, and this is something that that will come up again when we get to the backup story, but she, she refers to First Aid's record keeping as adorably haphazard. (laughs) <laughs> I, I I think, I mean, it, it's little stuff, but it does seem like she's sort of developing kind of a fascination with her predecessors on the ship. Uh, so basically, she's checking in on Megatron. She's concerned that he's kind of off his meds because he he missed a weekly appointment. Uh, now, as a recap, they've been giving him something called Fool's Energon, uh, which depowers him. Uh, it's it makes him as, as she puts it, if he hadn't been put on this stuff, uh, she refers to it as a, a chemo sedative. Uh, he, if he hadn't been on this stuff, that punch would have killed Minimus Ambus. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but she this this is very interesting. And I think that maybe is something that is going to be relevant to things that are going on. Uh, but she asks him how long he's been taking it. He says a year, give or take. Uh, he hasn't noticed any side effects. And she says, uh, I've not analyzed it, but most chemo sedatives cause some changes in mood. In fact, in extreme cases, they can change your entire personality. I'm like, oh. That's- yeah. Which, bum, bum, bum. Even comes up in this scene where it's like Megatron says he's not stressed. He says he's never been happier. And he's actually smiling. Yeah. So, yeah, she looks at the dents in his head, and he says that he did it to himself, and he heard voices that were screaming, and it just, you know, freaked him out and caused him to do that. And she suggests that maybe it was stress, which would be another side effect of the sedatives, and he says it's not stress because he's never been happier. And and I, oh, man, as as someone who you know, has has had a a history of dealing with stuff involving mental illnesses and trying to deal with it yourself versus trying to deal with it with medication. This is something that's that's this is a, a big discussion, you know, and uh not one necessarily to have here, but it's certainly the sort of theme that you're not usually going to run into in a licensed toy comic. Yeah. No, but, but it's also layered upon the top of the fact that Megatron has killed millions. Yes. It's an interesting point to bring up, although later in the issue they do kind of diffuse it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yes, yeah, she gets a call with that, that ringtone that sort of gave her. But I just love that when she, you know, she, she covers it up for a second, she just whispers, I'm glad you're happy. It's just, aww. <laughs> yeah. Because she doesn't know what Megatron is. Well, I think, I mean, there's a big difference between knowing something intellectually and knowing it emotionally. Uh, Yes, yes, which is the thing. It's like, she has a nice bedside manner Mm -hmm. with with the greatest murderer in all of Transformers history who 
we've also in this series actually grown to like. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is that she's been told what he did before, I'm sure, but she's not experienced him. She never knew him as that person. She only knew him as this reformed version. uh, And that also made me think, and and that'll certainly come up too. uh, That's what this issue is about. Yeah, but that, that also made me think about how Nautica has treated him the entire time since they both came on the ship is she's been very, you know, very affable towards him and, and treated him. I'm not going to say with a lack of respect, but a lot more familiarly than, than you might expect. Uh, I remember something like when he, when they, when they were uh, using their, uh, their avatars, uh, there's some, some bit there where they were sitting in the bar where she was like, you know, some some physical action that now I can't even remember entirely. But the point is, I realized when you go back to the detail about how she was, it, it was almost certainly her that Rung was referring to uh, who gave him the early copy of Megatron's big manifesto. So to Nautica, she knows him as this guy who wrote this idealistic political biography uh she doesn't know him as you know she's been told what happened in the meantime but she knows him as the writer of this book that had a lot of you know what were good ideas uh so that really explains a lot of their their behavior toward him that you know they may know intellectually that he did all this stuff but they never experienced that so they're, they're, they don't, it's not that they're nicer to him, it's that they treat him like a person instead of treating him like a terrifying warlord. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, it's, it's a subtle thing that I've, I've noticed a lot with Nautica, and that's something that Velocity is doing a lot here too. Uh, but yes, yeah, she gets a call that, uh, several of them have had these, like, weird auditory hallucinations. So Rodimus gets a handful of them together to to discuss this, and he says, I'd rather not order anyone to describe what they heard. Tailgate's like, me, me, me. I, I really like that when Tailgate says that what he heard was Cyclonus crying out in pain. Cyclonus feels it's very important to point out it's not a sound he's heard before, just so we're all clear. <laughs> just not not to be insecure or anything. <laughs> yeah. to... <sighs> and then all, all of our other, the rest of our favorite gang have had the same things like Rewind and Chrome Dome and Rung have all heard horrible things. Rung refuses to say what he heard. Yeah. Uh, Rodimus thinks he knows what's going on, which is that Blaster, note that it's Blaster, uh, received a, a signal at around the same time that happened to all of them. Uh, Rodimus thinks it may have been some sort of psychological assault. Uh, so basically they decide to track down the coordinates, which Mainframe is helping them to do. Uh, and basically find what sent that signal. Uh, also, <laughs> uh, Magnus? Magnus, yeah. Magnus says that this is a terrible idea. Rodimus says something using bad grammar and... <laughs> Magnus gets distracted. And then Megatron says, <laughs> yeah. when did you first 
realize that he uses bad grammar to distract you whenever you raise an objection to something he wants to do. And Magnus says, he does what? <laughs> that, that is the bad panel. So it's like such a great moment. Didn't realize, oh, they're such, such, such bros together. Rodimus is the best at being the worst. Yeah. And so mainframe suggests to Velocity that he might want to take someone to to watch her back. Uh, I'm wondering, just based on who ends up going with them, if, if uh, he was suggesting Whirl or uh, someone else. I forget whether Whirl is technically part of Team Rodimus. Uh, I guess. Presumably. Well, it's either her or maybe the, the bodyguard. Or, uh, I guess Swerve would. Yeah, Swerve probably brought Ten. Yeah, but but at first, like I think Mainframe is trying to convince her Velocity not to go. Uh, no, because you know she she says you think I can't handle myself, and he says no. But what if something goes wrong? And he says, don't you want someone to watch your back? And she says, it sounds like you have someone in mind. Oh, I guess yeah, she yeah. was trying to push to make sure that Whirl was there. Yeah, yeah, because everyone else from from Team Rodimus, being you know the smart people on the crew. Uh, plus the ones who heard the the hallucinations, uh, plus presumably Swerve brought ten. And like I said, I I suspect that he was probably, especially because the next, you know, we they get on the rod pod, and then Velocity is talking to Whirl. So yeah. I suspect that probably that was mainframe pushing to get Whirl included on this trip. Yeah, and then there's some weird spacey wacy stuff where they're inside a. Inside an empty planet, which it turns out is the same planet that the... Um, the Necrobot's was, planet. Yeah, Necrobot was on. Also, Rodimus points out that the Rod Pod now has a teleport drive, which Nautica built it as a thank you present after I stopped going on and on about how much I wanted a teleport drive. <laughs> yeah. That was Damn my favorite up. joke of the issue. He's the best at being the worst. <laughs> I, I still love oh, Magnus's reaction. He did what? He manipulates people by being annoying. So yes, they find themselves in the middle of what seems to be a hollow planet, and then when they pop out to the outside of it, it turns out, hey, it's the Necrobots planet. Uh, so they poke around, and then they get attacked almost immediately uh, from some sort of Decepticon crafts. Uh, aircraft, jet things of some description. So they decide to head for the Necrobots Fortress, uh, because that's at least going to give them more protection than hanging around out in the middle of nowhere. But it's not actually a fortress. No, yes, it will be as soon as we get inside it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So they they hop back into the rod pod. Uh, They start, like, has anyone got any idea who's attacking us? I'm making a list of suspects. I'm on E. Everyone we've ever met there, you're welcome. <laughs> so they they fly nice. the rod pod back towards the fortress. They almost make it before the rod pod is shot down. Again. No. Oh, no. I love the rod pod. Not Did everyone rod loves rod the rod pod, pod, as we'll soon find out. Uh, but yes, Nautica gets hit in the face with a, a chunk of scrap and... Magnus loses an arm. Oh, and if you look close, Cyclonus is is holding is holding yeah, Babu. Okay. Yeah. So they all run away from the burning wreckage. Uh, Skids is carrying Nautica, a new ship. 
Uh, <laughs> Rewind is piggybacking on Chrome Dome. It's a uh, ship that's been going on for a while. Yeah, yeah. It can be a friend ship. That's fine. Uh, so they get in there, and at first they can't find the Necrobot, uh, which I'm. I should have checked to see if we had like an official pronunciation on his real name. Uh, Sincere. Sincerus? No, Sincere. It's C E N S E R R E. It's something Latin, Frenchy, whatever. So it's either Sincere or Sincere. I just don't know if the last R E is included. But the Necrobot is dead. Which yeah. is so sad because he was just this dude who wanted to. Yeah, a, a nice dude, and 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 then Nightbeat automatically goes into detective mode. How did he die? Yeah, because he doesn't deal with things well. Uh, no. And and yeah, he's had like the little circuit flowers stuffed into his bullet holes and into his mouth to the point where Velocity says she doesn't, she can't tell whether he was shot to death or fried by all the spark flowers. Uh, so yeah, Nightbeat just, and, and Skid's like, are you okay? I know when you and Sinceri forged something of a bond, and he's like, look at these oil marks, he was in here before he died. So he, he switches to detective mode, uh, and then Megatron's huddling with his cat. I love, I love sad old man <laughs> and his cat. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, they start poking around, uh, they think that, uh, Maybe, but because of the stuff that, you know, Sincere was doing, uh, you know, he was tracking down deceased Cybertronians and finding out who had killed them so he could plant the flowers and et cetera, et cetera. So he would have had the technology to send the pulse that had given them all these horrible, horrible hallucinations. Yeah. And, uh, and it, it, it got corrupted and so uh, basically Nightbeat says I think whoever sent the first signal was trying to lure us here so they could attack us. Sinceri was trying to warn us off by hurting us. Which didn't work. Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, Ravage is sneaking through the flowers, trying to see who's attacking them. And then Rewind announces that they have gotten through to the Lost Light. It's fuzzy picture. It's like, Blaster, is that you? Can you hear me? And he filters the signal, and it's not Blaster. Oh. It's fucking Getaway. Fucking Getaway. Oh, my God. Fuck, Fuck you, Getaway. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, as it turns out, uh, he did not actually, he has not actually escaped, because they did have him very heavy. He took off, took off his hands, took off his feet, took off his mouth. Yeah. And there were a lot of people who were like, man, that's super cruel and terrible, but his name is Getaway. This is, that's, that's what happens when you make a reputation out of escaping. It's when people try to imprison you, they try really hard. But no, he's been let out. He says, I was released. And do you know who let me out? I can't do a New Zealand accent, sadly. <laughs> as, as we have been told, Getaway speaks. And do you know who let me out? Everyone. And it cuts to the shot of the bridge, and there's Blaster in mainframe. <sighs> Along with Riptide. Riptide, man. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Hoist, grapple, um, siren! God damn it, siren. Yeah, siren. Lots of other people. And then, yeah, crosscut, uh, I think that's jackpot at the top. Uh, but yeah, Riptide and fucking Atomizer. 
Who's so the knew. looking guy? We knew. Adam always been a jerk. Uh, I think springery looking guy is Hoist. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you mean the green one. Yes. <laughs> Siren man. Siren. I'm just. I'm so mad at all of them. Blue streak. Yeah. Why? Why would you? I mean, blue streak. I could see kind of doing. Uh, blaster. Blaster. They have single-handedly convinced me not to get the uh, upcoming blaster leader toy. Oh yeah! I'm gonna take my mainframe toy and just go toss it out a window. <laughs> no, I, I, I have to like move half of my shelf that I have of the lost light toys. <laughs> you guys, no, bad. Don't. Get away! No, you're bad. Because they, they, it's not that they betrayed them; it's that they wanted everybody off who liked was friends with Megatron. Yeah, basically you know, they. Dictator. The, the vast majority, and this goes back to what we were saying about certain characters and how they respond to Megatron, the vast majority of the crew wants nothing to do with Megatron. They think he should have been executed. They don't think he should be given a second chance. And the thing is, that's all kind of reasonable. Yeah, the, the thing is, they're actually kind of right. But... but... James Roberts has done it in such a way that all of our favorite characters, all the characters he spends the most time on, all the amusing weirdos are the ones that like Megatron. So we're siding with them, and yet it's the Autobots that are still on the Lost Light who are technically right. Yeah, this is the problem, is is they're right, but they're hurting our faves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're right, but they're hurting our favorite characters. And it is good that he's set up like Getaway is like the main one. Yeah. Because, oh, Getaway's been such a jerk up to this point. And shipping skids with Nautica is way better than shipping him with Getaway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so yeah, Rodimus clears, clarifies that, yeah, Mainframe and Blaster totally made up the stuff about the signal to send them out there. Uh, and Getaway basically it explains that yeah they they didn't want anything to do with megatron they want him to not be on the ship and they want anyone who you know would tolerate that to also be off the ship all that's mm-hmm. fine but they he also criticizes the rod pod which is just that's unacceptable <laughs> well th- th- that's like the icing on the cake that he's he's tired of rodimus because the quest is to find the knights of cybertron and everything Rodimus does distracts from that. He's not actually doing that very well, which is the entire series. Yeah, he genuinely wants... Getaway and the others genuinely want to actually carry out the quest and not go dick around on Hedonia and not <laughs> liberate a bunch of organics from Viking rust giants and not do all this other stuff. Uh so basically, it turns out that Getaway and Atomizer have been going around talking to everybody on board, asking where they stand on the issue of Megatron. What would they and do? And mind-wiping anybody who doesn't answer the way they want. Yeah, and using the nudge gun to remove the conversation from the minds of whoever would side with Megatron. And and yes, he says you're a bad captain. I realized that the moment I saw your ridiculous rod pod. <laughs> Don't you dare! Don't you dare say bad things about the rod pod. Oh, but oh, but it's so ugly. And uh, so so yeah, they they discuss all that. <sighs> Damn it, get away! He's so terrible. 
He's says yeah. mean and things then, about the rod pod and he's trying to get all our favorites killed. Yeah, and Ravage was outside sneaking around, trying to find out who was shooting at them. And he does, and surprise, surprise, it's, it's the Justice Division. It's Tarn. Tarn. It's everybody's favorite Decepticon-faced guy. Well, and uh, Death Saurus and Leo Zack and, and the rest of them that they met a few issues ago. It's the yes. DJD in exactly the conflict that you were expecting. Yeah, so yeah, yeah Getaway says that, well, I, I was kind of expecting them exactly. to just get on the whole ship. I wasn't expecting them to, a group of yeah. people from the Lost Light to basically feed them to the DJD. But but yeah, Getaway says they're about to have company. And he says, I don't want to spoil the surprise. Just do as they say and no one will get hurt. That's a lie. One of you will probably get hurt. And Well, yeah, that, that's kind of the yeah. thing. Like, Getaway is feeding the Justice Division Megatron. But he's also sent all the guys he doesn't like away with them. Yeah. Knowing that they're going to try and defend Megatron and get their asses kicked. And poor Ravage comes back, and Megatron knows at that point. And he says, they're here, aren't they? It's not just them. Hundreds. He says, who? Who's here? And yes, it's it's the DJD and Deathsaurus and all of the various random Japanese characters. Leo Zack. I love Leo Zack. Uh, and, and yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty threatening. So it's, it's a half a page with a, a slant division. And at the top is, is the DJD and Deathsaurus and Leo Zack and various others. And then at the bottom is, yeah. And Megatron says, I think this is it. I think this is how it ends. Yep. And yeah. Megatron just looks kind of downtrodden and Rodimus looks really downtrodden. And uh, I like that Cyclonus is, like, patting both Tailgate and Swerve on the head. Yeah. And and Swerve's, like, biting his nails. Yeah. Chrome Dome and Rewind are hugging, and Skids is hugging Nautica, and, yeah, it's it's sad. The most threatening Autobot is Ten, and the (laughs) least threatening DJD member is Tarn. Yeah. (laughs) It's, uh... It's it's pretty scary. This isn't gonna end well. Yeah, it it doesn't look great. So yeah, so we're that's gonna, the end. We're gonna lose one of our babies at least. It's the end of the main story, yeah. and then we have a Next backup month, story. We watch all of our faves die. <laughs> yeah, well, there's there's a little backup of them going back, like the the fractures from wait, what was it when the quantum engines broke or something? Yeah, there's well, little cracks and in various things that have been going on with brainstorms. Briefcase. Oh, the briefcase. But yes, there's a little backup story called No Guns, No Swords, No Briefcases. And actually, who did the art on this? Because I don't think it's... Uh, here we go. Do do Art by Brendan Cahill. That's what I thought. Okay, so yeah, good good artist, but yeah. not the same art. Uh, so yeah, it's basically, it's a series of little vignettes over time uh, in the, in, in Swerve's bar uh first being shock and ore looking around uh talking about uh you know their their job for prowl uh and talking about whether the ship is the unitrex one which never sailed and which disappeared and which has come up in in a previous issue that it was basically a big experimental thing that disappeared like five million years ago and then suddenly here it is yeah. uh, and, and yeah, one of them finds like something he scribbled 
somewhere. And uh, then we see a ghostly looking skids watching all of this. Uh, and then we, we skip to the grand secret opening <laughs> where, where Swerve announces four rules, no swords, no guns, no briefcases, and no telling Ultra Magnus. <laughs> and uh, at this point, we see uh, we focus on Drift and Pipes having a question, which a discussion which raises many questions. Yeah, kind of does. Some of which we've discussed on Stasis Pod, actually. Uh, being the subject of Cybertronians and physical attraction. Which uh, previously we'd assumed really wasn't so much a thing based upon physical, but, well, at least Pipes. Pipes has a type. <laughs> pipes, pipes, has pre- <laughs> pipes is looking for a good time, and he's got preferences. Yeah. Also, he just seems really skeezy here, and maybe it's just... Yeah, <laughs> Because he wants a triple changer as tall as him with the aquatic alt mode, not much kibble, a big chest plate. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, he, he's describing a shorter nautica? What? Maybe. Yeah, he's like, you're a good friend, Drift. If you were half as big and turned into a boat, I'd probably have a massive crush on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Pipes, I didn't know. I never realized. You know you were easy when you were, you were sadly taken away from us. It's- Dude. So great, though. But, you know, it's. I think it's really just that this is, like, the first time we ever see any character in this sort of context having a tastes. Taste. Yeah, having a yeah. type, having tastes, discussing these sorts of things, rather than discussing it in the context of some, like, long-standing, big, dramatic relationship. So it only. Yeah. I think it really just seems skeezy because it's new and different. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Oh, God, I, now I'm just thinking of Dinobot saying, if you were a boat, my rigid grill structure. <laughs> <laughs> I I do like the idea of having a type based on things like alt modes. And that's... that's well, it, that kind of does make some vague sense. Oh, it does. I just... I, I appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, then we see tailgate a sort of ghostly tailgate looking on sadly on this conversation Uh, and actually drift was was saying well there's a bomb disposal expert on board who's about your build i could introduce you (laughs) which i i i I, I don't know man i don't know what's going on there uh so then the the next one is a little later and we've got red alert and ambulon you remember ambulon (laughs) Oh, poor Ambulon with his flaking paint. I remember Ambulon, and I feel like Swerve is a jerk because of this scene. Oh, seriously? Yeah. I mean, he he kind of is. It's nice to see his alt mode, though, although his alt mode is a leg. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we knew that. Also, the best part... You get the name of his teammates. The other Combinacons, Kicker, Swing, Abdominus, even Armor. (laughs) I love Just like Abdominus. I like, they don't mind turning into body parts, but I hate it. All the puns. (laughs) (laughs) The puns are pretty bad. (laughs) So yes, they were a combiner team whose alt modes were all just their limb parts. They weren't like a jet and a leg. They were just a leg or an arm. And yes, their names were Ambulon, Kicker, Swing, Abdominus, (laughs) and Armor. (laughs) Which is (laughs) 
Yeah. I I also would like to point out that having a name that has a dash O-R at the end is not unprecedented in Transformers, which is the worst part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, Skids decides to be a douche and throw something at Ambulon to trigger him into instinctively transforming, and then he's just a leg, and he's angry. Uh, And then we see, this goes back to what I was saying before about Velocity, we see Velocity looking on, sadly. Oh, with a diagnostic drone. Yeah. Well, maybe the diagnostic drone missed them. Yeah. Also, Skids makes the worst pun possible. Oh, yes. For what it's worth, I think you're a living legend. Like, make that better written down. Sorry, swerve. Because you get L-E-G-E-N-D. Yeah, that looked better written down. Oh, oh, I didn't even get that. (laughs) Oh, swerve, you little dick. Leg end. Terrible. Oh. But... But yeah, I think I, I think it's really interesting uh, development for Velocity, who we haven't seen a lot of, but just the just her having the sort of developing fascination with her predecessors, and you know maybe a, a distant crush going on there uh, is, is really interesting. Uh, and then we go to oh man, this is, this is sad man, this is sad. Uh, but but rewind the original rewind. The, the one who's dead now. Uh, when when he was setting up uh, a big get together to try to uh, bring Rung out of his his sort of catatonic state, uh, which uh, was after Swart shot him in the face. Yes, which was the framing device for the Shadow Play story. And then Chrome Dome is watching that. I'm sorry. Rewind. I'm sorry. Things didn't work out. Oh my god. You know, I have to say that if they're going to kill a character and then have them come back again, this is this is pretty impressive is to have these sort of lingering because yeah, Chrome Dome wanted to go back and see the other rewind, the one who did die. And that's just the fact that he hasn't he still hasn't cuz he he has felt especially at first he felt like he was trying to put all that very much behind him and move on and get over it. And yeah, it's, it's to the point where wrong has to sort of lead him away. It's like, come on, Chrome Dome, you know, the rules time to go. Oh man. Oh man. Okay. Good. Okay. And then, uh, the next one is daring overlords, big, uh, attack on, on the ship. Uh, it's, Tripodica. Tripodica! Yay! The the other one who died during all of that. Uh, Apparently, he was was hanging out with Perceptor, and Perceptor was using him as a tripod, uh, because that's what he, that's what he is. He's using him to aim. And that was who uh, Perceptor wanted to go back and see. So he's Mm. standing there, which is pretty sad. Man, this character who was like not even a thing, making yeah. sad about it. Well, it's just a thing. And then, uh, after that is, uh, all of them working to, to clean up the bar after the legislators attacked. And that was what Ten wanted to see was them basically finding him. Yeah. Which is sweet. Ten, Ten is so great. Ten is the best character who only says one word. <laughs> He's a Pokemon. 
covered in flowers. <laughs> and then after that is actually when they were getting together for the for the big send off uh, after they were bringing Megatron on board uh, when they were you know when Dark Cybertron was finishing up and they were getting ready to go back out again. And, you know, they're all hanging out uh, and Getaway is talking to Mainframe and Atomizer and various other conversations are going on. And this raises questions. Yes, it does. But it answers some of them. Yeah. And then we all see them come back and, you know, it says, oh, well, because of all the time travel stuff going on there, there are these little pockets that. You can basically go back and see things that happened before, and for whatever reason that happens to have happened here on, uh, you know, in Swerve's bar. Yeah, it's the easiest one to open. They can just look. They can't interact. Right. I mean, they, they, they just go. basically go back kind of as ghosts. And so then, you know, Minimus is saying, well, at least people seem to have behaved themselves. <laughs> I've had no reports of hijinks, horseplay, or tomfoolery. Yeah. I love you, Minimus. I love you, Magnus. He's so great. And I like uh, Thunderclash and, and Velocity are looking at a little video display talking to Firestar. Uh, see, there's Thunderclash again. Though we don't know where yeah. that is. Chron- yeah. I mean, presumably chronologically, that's before they they all went down there because because they're here. And well, that's that is one of the questions I was saying. This raises where mm-hmm. does this happen in relation to the other story? I I would say probably just a little bit before it. Yeah, well, not that far before. That would make sense, except they blow the whole mutiny thing. Hmm? No, they don't, because they're doing it in a quiet corner of the bar. Well, yeah, they're doing it in a quiet corner of the bar, but it's happening on panel, which implies that it's happening somewhere that one of the crew members of the Lost Lake can see it. Could have, but they were not focused on that at the time. Yeah, they're just asking about it. Yeah. Oh, okay, I guess that that works as an explanation. Yeah, I mean, it's... yeah they, they don't see the where they lead him probably out of the bar and shoot him in the head to make him forget. Yeah, so they're they're all hanging around after having having done that. Uh, like I said, uh, they're talking to Firestar, etc. And then you know, Rodimus is asking when, or yeah, Rodimus and Minimus are both asking Perceptor about all this, and Rodimus asks when it might reopen. And he says, well, it depends on, and Rodimus says, actually, no, no, don't tell me. Here's to surprises. And then watching them toast to surprises is a ghostly getaway. Yes, who's watching them from the future because they're all dead. Getaway. Fuck you, getaway. So, yeah. I think the biggest (laughs) thing about this is that it really does not seem, I mean, regardless of whether or who survives this, Things cannot go back to the status quo. I know, the and that entire rest of the ship cannot be forgiven. Yes, yeah. There's a schism that's been created because that, that's kind of what the series has been needing. Because the, the quest for the knights has not actually been a quest; it's just been random, random meandering. And even picking up Megatron didn't change the status quo that much. Yeah, this will. Yeah. Yeah, this is something, this is going to be the biggest change to the status quo since the series started. Because, I mean, is is Rodimus going to get a different crew? Is he going to go on the quest by himself? Are they going to get another ship? Yeah, are they going to... What are they going to do to everyone who kicked them off the ship? What are they going to do to the rest? What repercussions is this going to have for the remaining 
you know, the ones who stayed on the Lost Lights. Uh, yeah, this is, like I said, regardless of, of who lives or who dies, this is going to have huge repercussions for yeah. the status quo of the series. Which uh, Quentin Tarantino movie is Rodimus going to reenact using <laughs> Getaway as the main prop? Damn it, Getaway. Oh, I want to curb stomp Getaway until his little head pops off. So, yeah, that's actually, I was I was thinking, like, who even would want a Getaway toy now? But then I'm like, I'd want one just to smash. Yeah, plus, oh, wait, is, and, oh, wasn't there a thing, like, they were maybe going to make a getaway retool from Chrome Dome? Something like that. Something? He was He's someone who's been rumored as part of Titan's return. Yeah, but his head will pop off. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And you can still put it back on and resell it later. Yeah. No, no, and you, before you, you resell it, you can take his head off and make him a different character. Yeah. You can, just make him you can take his head off, lock it away somewhere where he can't escape, steal his body. Oh. Man. Ah, fucking get away. Damn it, get away. So, yeah, that's a great issue. Yeah, that's, uh, wow. And yeah, ending like that was just, that that was some feelings there. I can't remember the last time I've finished an issue of a comic and been that excited for the next issue. Yeah, I, I would really, maybe with all these delays, we'll get it sooner. Yeah, we're not going to get it sooner. I don't actually think that's going to happen. We may get it after three weeks instead of a month, but that's yeah. probably the best we get. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, I really want to know what the series is going to be like after this, because this is all just a huge deal. Who's going to survive? Yeah. What's going to happen to my faves? Yeah, but it seems like that's going to be what the next issue answers, and then the issue after is going to be what actually establishes the new status quo. And uh Yeah. I don't know, establishes that the uh, new plot line is not fighting the Knights of Cybertron, but is fucking killing Getaway. <laughs> there have been well, the well, new our... nemesis. Maybe Ratchet and Drift will come save them. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, they've been gone for a while. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So, so that's our episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's been our episode. Fuck Getaway! Oh, fuck him. Oh my god. I actually said that out loud when I heard that page. It's like, fucking yeah. get away! <laughs> I assume that's like everyone's reaction. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Uh, I hate him so much. New contender for most vile Autobot ever. He's the worst. He is worse than Prowl. But he's not even wrong. And I say that... <sighs> It's pretty bad. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, he is worse. Prowl is trying to do things for a good reason. He's doing the worst things for a good reason. Getaway is doing a good thing, question mark, for petty reasons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like, you know, he thinks that the quest is a good thing, but it's, you know, it's really mostly because he hates Rodimus. Uh-huh. If you told me five days like, ago that there'd be an Autobot I hate more than Prowl, I would not have believed him. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Oh, so angry. So much hate for Getaway. Oh, yay, and we finally get all oh, of the Jeff's dep- dad. Decepticon Justice Division just chewing through our favorite Autobots. 
<sighs> Since they got backup, I don't think they can kill all the Justice Division. That's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, Ravage said they have hundreds with them. Yeah. Hundreds of Japanese toys. It's not just Breast Force. Man, I like Breast Force. Yeah, there's Breast Force, there's, what is it, Dino Force? The yeah, Dino Force. Guys. What if there's a complete anti-climax? What if it's just Megatron saying, I'm not a Decepticon anymore, and then just going, oh, and leaving? <laughs> well, that doesn't explain the beginning. No, that that also doesn't lead to the climax. Like, Tarn had had enough of Megatron's shit. He just wants to get back at him at this point. Yeah. True. I mean, the, the stuff with the familiar gun made it seem like maybe Megatron was going to turn on everyone. Uh, but I think, I mean, doesn't oh. Tarn basically hmm. have that same gun now? He's got two of them. Yeah, so I think that's probably Tarn using Megatron's gun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it'll be real interesting to to see what happens here. It'll be interesting to see if you know what 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 becomes of the whole concern about side effects of the the sedatives. Uh, yeah, I bet at least somebody's getting their head cut off and kept in a jar. <laughs> oh man, headmasters! Oh yeah, since we're getting headmasters, yeah, up, that's perfect. That's just one of the yeah. the DJD guys' new fetishes. He just likes to cut off people's heads and keep them in jars. Yeah, because there's Chrome Dome who's got to lose a head. There's Nightbeat, at least. A few more people, probably. I don't know. I mean, more than meets the eye does seem exempt from the the toy selling stuff, but but we'll see. Yeah, but at this point, I think it, it's an excuse to have fun. Yeah, this seems to be lining up in exactly the right point where it happening in the story isn't to sell toys so much as synergizing with to sell toys. It's yeah. to cause pain while selling toys. Yeah, I think that if you can both sell toys and cause emotional distress in your readers at the same time, I think that's the best way to go. I think that's the best of both yeah. worlds. I, I want a Headmaster Ravage. <laughs> I just want a Ravage. It's like my, my little black kitty cat. He's my my sad old person and cat. <laughs> I want to ravage, and then I want them to announce at the end of the next issue, Headmaster Tarn. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. Like, uh, the last panel is Tarn getting decapitated, and then the next panel is just, <laughs> you can buy this head and stick it on any Titan Master. Yay! <laughs> uh, oh, that would be great, too, because his face is just the Decepticon symbol. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that'd be like the best headmaster. <laughs> or titan master. New terminology. All right, so uh, I think we probably ran a little long, but... Um, yeah. Just a little. A bit long, but... Well, it's, it's a big... It was a big yeah. issue. It's more than meets the eye, so there's lots to unpack. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's that's it from us for this week. Uh, we will be back next week with some stuff. Uh, some maybe things. Yeah. Something, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll get Rob to talk about G.I. Joe versus Transformers. Yes, yeah. Rob from Stasis Pod maybe. may drop by to talk about uh, G.I. Joe versus Transformers. Or he may not. Because that comes out. When, did, when does that even come out? I don't know. I don't pay attention. Yeah. Well, I know. <laughs> Wednesday. Oh, monthly. Some Wednesday. Yeah. Well, until then, uh, this is Jen. And Alex. And David. Fucking get away! Oh, man.
probably won't be able to make it, but I'm I'm a little straight for Hot Rod. 